Hi, this is The Bomb. And this is Chai Guy. Welcome to Burncast. In this interview recorded on January 31st, 2006 at Burning Man headquarters in San Francisco, we speak with Larry Harvey, Danger Ranger, and Maid Marion about the media, the growth of the event, and what Burning Man means. If anything. Hey everybody, this is Chai Guy. And this is The Bomb. And we're here at Burning Man headquarters talking to Larry Harvey and Michael Michael, a.k.a. Danger Ranger. Yahoo! <laughs> Howdy. Okay. So why are we here and what are we doing? Well, we're here. We're just, this is part of our Burncast. This is our second Burncast that we've done. We just finished a, a really great discussion with Action Girl. And uh, Larry Harvey was generous enough to grant us an interview. So here we are. And uh, as with all of our Burncasts, we're going to be doing the uh, community drinking game. So whenever anybody says the word community, uh, we'll cheer and drink. So pick a participant to uh, play along with at home. And when you hear him say the word community, go ahead and drink as we will be here in the interview. Does not now uh, apply to both of you as Yes, as, absolutely. As everybody. Yeah, yeah, we're all, yeah, yeah, we're all guys, drinking. Are Anybody? you guys playing with us? Uh, sure. You yeah. If you want. <laughs> uh, I, I, can, I can play to a limited degree. Okay, we'll play to a limited degree. Uh, <laughs> right on. All right. Okay. I'm primed. I'm sorry. Sure. All right. All right. Um, okay, the whole, the whole, I want to talk to you about a million things, but let's just get the reason why we're here out of the way so we can talk about the million things. Okay. Um, I've got a quote from you saying people carry on as if television sets were entitled, this is you, people carry on as if television sets were entities of evil or as if reporters and producers of programming were members of some sinister conspiracy, but why blame them? Our real problem is that these communication tools are used for certain economic purposes. TV is the worst offender. It isolates people and turns them into passive consumers. Did you say that? Uh, it sounds like I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my question to that statement. Does Burning Man risk being passively consumed by those sitting at home watching it on TV? Uh, you're talking about uh, 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 news reports and, and or, or live feeds from. If you're talking about or live, any, any exposure. If, if, you, if, if you're talking about a project that involves live feeds from the playa, you know, get your Burning Man experience instead of going there. Yeah, that would be kind of stupid. Uh, but if you're talking about how it most commonly appears on TV, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think it's more, much more liable uh, to uh, provoke people's curiosity rather than, and if just watching it satisfies their curiosity, they have probably ought to give it a pass, really. <laughs> you know, if, if they see that and say, hmm, yeah, well, you know, that killed half an hour, then stay home. Uh, um, if, if their imagination is, is so is, is, is so feeble, then then you know, I it, it doesn't break my heart if they don't come. Though we are inclusive, radically inclusive, but that doesn't mean we need to force anybody to come. Um, I don't think it's a substitute for going to the event uh, um, in any way, shape, or form. But it is communication. You know, I have talked to people who come to the, most people I have talked to, and I read lists and so forth, and my, and the impression I've got, so I, I have some knowledge base here, and the, and the impression I've got is that most people make the choice because of word of mouth. Mm -hmm. That's how I find and, it. And, and that's why most people do most things. <laughs> and uh, 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 I've heard people say, I lived in Sheboygan and I saw this thing on TV and the moment I saw it I knew I had to be there. 
and and that does occur, but but I, it's not a mass phenomenon, and it's, I don't think it has any particular impact on our event. In fact, I'm glad we reached them in Sheboygan. You know, if just seeing half an hour motivated them to come the 700 miles or whatever, the 2,000 miles from Sheboygan out to that desert, then that must mean it spoke to them in a, in a meaningful and profound way. So, you know, just because it comes out of a television set doesn't mean that, that it, it, it has to have a baleful effect. Yeah. I've never really been uh, against exposure and actually being the one who set the first media policies with Burning Man uh, back in, in 1990. Uh, I was actually pursuing uh, media to get stories about Burning Man in the media so we could reach out to more people. Uh, we've always been certainly guarded about which areas of media sometime or what kind of story is, is, is written. And, and that's always been a concern. Uh, I've always had some, felt that there was a problem with TV, largely because the way that it, what it has become, uh, largely as a product to sell merchandise, etc. And sedate the public. And sedate the public. And actually, in uh, 1994, the Cacophony Society, uh, uh, three of us organized an event called Kill Your TV. And we managed to assemble 500 television sets wow. on a dead-end street in San Francisco. And in one insane night, we destroyed them all. It's kind of a symbolic act. It was uh, an act of rebellion, actually breaking out of the television, breaking out of that mindset. But it was very active and very participatory. And it was very symbolic, too. Yeah. I have an old, broken-down TV at home that gets four channels, has rabbit ears. Uh, and, and one of those channels only works half the time. Uh, but every once in a while, uh, but I admit, there are a couple programs I've watched. And uh, uh, and uh, don't, the longer you watch it, the more depressed you feel afterwards. That's been scientifically established. Uh, I like to watch the news when something important is happening, but I can go for weeks at a time and not check that. Um, and I feel a certain responsibility to watch commercials. If you want to know. If you're going to live in our age and, 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 and do something and face those things that need to be confronted, then I, I don't think you even should insulate yourself from that. I'm not recommending large doses, but it reminds me of what's wrong. I don't have a television set. And actually, on the few occasions where I'm at someone's house, I'm really often fascinated at where the commercials are and how pervasive they can be. So it, it's, it's like an experience to me where I retune in on occasion just to see what is going on out there. But generally, I don't watch television. Okay. Okay, I have a second question and then we can move on to more. What sort of growth do you envision for the festival and what role does mainstream media play in supporting this vision? Well, I don't know that mainstream media is necessarily directly connected with supporting that vision at all. Well, it's hard to know what the mainstream is anymore. 
-hmm. The media is changing so fast that uh, the networks are starting to lose their share of the market. So there, there are, I don't know how many different venues for getting information they are, but they're dividing quickly into into a, into a, into a thousand different streams. Uh, and I'm not sure which one is the main one anymore. I'm not sure anybody is sure of that. I don't know that there's... Is, uh, which makes for interesting times. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will say this historically. I can, I will swear to this fact that that Burning Man, without access to media, would have been taken out behind the bar, barn, stomped on, and had our wallet taken away a long time ago. Why? How do? You, how can you say that? Because because it was tried back in night. I can give you a concrete examples. Tried back in 1997 when we were faced with with uh, onerous permits. Now we get along for the record. Mm -hmm. We like Washoe County, we get along with them fine. They didn't know us, we didn't know them, assumptions were made on both sides. Uh, but uh, That even goes back to a beach in 1988, where we were burning a man there, and the authority came up, and we're going to stop the event, and a television channel reporter and a camera got shoved in his face and all of a sudden his attitude changed. The reporter actually had the presence of mind to he, he, so what's going on here and 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 the reporter turned to him they, the, the the red light went on the camera was focused on the on on the policeman mm -hmm. uh, and the reporter put the mic right up to his mouth and right. said well I'm not sure what do you think and, <laughs> and they literally backed away into the darkness <laughs> literally that's great and and uh Suddenly, they realized it was going out a live feed to Channel Two, and and uh, that protected us. Later on, uh, in the year when we were in this fight uh, uh, to just to, I mean to survive, we'd had fees imposed on us that were outrageous, illegal, in fact, and and uh, and we were no in no position to resist. This was a fight right down to the event and during it. They were confiscating all of our proceeds at the gate. They went farther than that too. 1997, and, and then they, they took it. They took several thousand dollars more than, than what they actually had to refund money to you. Obviously. Well, they didn't have to refund right. money. It's just that it's just that, that that they were in the position of somebody who takes you around uh, back of the barn and stomps on you and takes your wallet, and then mm -hmm. the, and then all the lights come up, and 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 you're on Nightline. Right. Nightline came that year. That's big media. That's main. It, 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 then it was indeed mainstream media, about as broad as you can get. And, and, and because the public eye, the broader public eye was, and what we had done with Nightline is we did what we began to do uh, that year, as a matter of fact. Uh, we, we did a very smart thing. It was Marion's idea. Uh, we started to, we, we began, they would typically come in to us and they would say, uh, it's, okay, we're going to come on uh, uh, Friday, uh, uh, we'll talk to Larry, uh, uh, you know, Shoot the burn, and 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 we pushed back and began to say no, no, no. You're not going to do that. If you're going to come, then you're not going to talk to anybody. We're not going to help you. And 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 uh, 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 forget about it. Uh, you now, if you want to come and be at the event over an extended period of time, then we have resources. We have people who will help you. We'll introduce you to people. We'll. we'll I mean, every reporter's dream of assistance and. And, and we, we will do that. But that, but that forced them to go back to their producers 
and say, well, they won't let us in unless we get an RV and come and live there. And and and. Uh, uh, and by so, the way, you have to buy a ticket. And you have to <laughs> buy a ticket. They they buy tickets, and then so then then what we did is in a, what we discovered we had achieved in the end is that we had we've salvaged their own vocation for them. People get into fields. I like reporters because they're curious people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it, as a group of people, they're just very curious people, and and uh, uh, and that's why they got into uh, uh, w- w- working in the media. The only trouble is that it, it, it's so economically constituted that it murders curiosity. You know, we want something right. for our demographic. We right. want this pitch, this slant. That it, 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 we, we want a known product. You get in, get out. Give us copy. Give us, give us, give us footage. And suddenly, they were in a position where they were they were uh, uh, under the radar. They they were they were living there for five six days at a time, and 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 suddenly, uh, uh, they they were free to follow their own curiosity. They were free to craft their own story after after they were they were free to use their gift instead of renting their talent to somebody. You know that's the professional quandary. You you, you get into something because you love it, and then you're working for people who don't give a damn about. It. That's why they hired you, and 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 so you've prostituted your gift, and then you're just working off formula, and pretty soon you don't care about what you you've lost all your passion and and all your wonder, and and uh, and that's what in '97 uh, the, the 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 nightline people were out there for I don't know at least five days or so. They, they and, and so they watched this whole gaudy drama unfold. They saw the helicopter strafing the city. They saw the police collecting the money at the at the at the gate. They 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 and and they and they had five days to get over the fact that there were people walking around, some of them naked or, or, or carrying pink furry wands and, and and with you know boas and tiaras and, and 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 you know combat boots on and all of that. They got over that. And, 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 and they actually began to feel some fellow feeling for those around them. They, they had to go through the same dust storms that everybody else did. And, and what they produced, they told us afterwards that, 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 that it was, uh, it was the, they were awfully proud because it was some of the best work they'd ever done because they put so much of their heart into it. And, and that was the year that Di died, Diane, uh, the Princess Di. And, and it happened while we were on the playa, and then everybody rushed off, and we figured, well, that's the end. We were out of the news cycle. It'll never get shown. And, and I particularly wanted to have it shown because I wanted that national, I wanted the national gaze to be directed on what happened there. Wasn't and, 97 also the, the Wired Magazine no, story? No, no, that was 96. November and, 96. And, 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 and it did go national, and what they portrayed was, was some battle people, a real community. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we all did? Oh, okay. You know, an essentially civil society. In fact, something so far from the orgy in the desert, you know, that prejudice might that suggest to people. Uh, and, 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 and the police, the, the police, well, they didn't look good. But moreover, their bosses didn't look good. And, 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 uh, uh, and, and lo and behold, a few weeks after the event, they decided they'd over, um, uh, well, they, they, uh, they taken too much money, and and they they shoved back what they could. Well, at they, us. they told a much more interesting and balanced story. 
because mm. they've been forced to stay out there. We hadn't given them any other special privileges, and we 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 treated them as if they needed to participate and use everything that they had in them to be participants. Yeah, we, we did Marion Goodell, hello, Mary and the Jackrabbit, just joining a little late. Now, we gave them informational materials, but we didn't try to brainwash them, because we, we set them free. How could we brainwash them if they were, you know, just moving about and following what interested them? Right. And, and, but, but, but were it not for that, for, that, for that greater eye on us, for the public eye that they provided, then, uh, uh, honestly, before us, uh, the, the, basically the same thing had been done to a gay rodeo. Mm. And, but no one would cover that. Right. And, and, and they disappeared from the face of the map. Well, that was, 97 was the most important year. It was a year I learned, um, it was the first year I did anything, but I, I did it by necessity, deciding to push people away. We had, that was the year to this day that we still look at having more high-end press coming and, at our doorstep. We had, uh, we had Good Morning America. We had Good Morning America Weekend Edition, and we had Good Morning America Monday edition and they were going to do two shows and when Lady Di passed away they disappeared I'm really glad they did because they the Good Morning America folks did show up late and they were not they hadn't been there long enough to really right. get connected the night night line guy I said exactly what Larry said the event used to start on a Wednesday so I told him he had to be there by Thursday at best the man burned on Sunday I was trying to give him four days to really acclimate and I don't let them have access to Larry for an interview because they have no context because when they if they interview him too early on they ask him these really lame questions that show he hasn't connected with the environment, he hasn't talked to the people, they, they don't, um, they haven't taken the time because they're there just for the quick story. And that's what the guy from KCBS uh, radio did, and he was there, he said, I'm only here for a couple hours, and i got to talk to the Larry Harvey, the, the man, and, and I remember saying to him, you need to sit down, and he's like, i got to talk to him now, i got to get my story out in the wire, and I sat him down, and I said, you need to sit here, and you need to come, or come back in an hour and a half, because I realized, well, here's his, if this is his stretch of time, if it's smaller, then I'm still going to make him wait, I'm going to make him go wander around the camp, and he came back, his face was all glowing, and he was giddy, and he said, I get it, I get it, I get it, I understand why you told me to go away, now I have a whole different list of questions and he jotted things down as he walked around because he was starting to get it. That was a microcosmic version of what we've been trying to force them to do really successfully. I'm amazed that some of the big outlets, we say to them, you can't talk to Larry Harvey unless you're here for a minimum of five days. And they go, oh, okay, the expense, it's more expensive. Well, of course it's more expensive because you're going to come and be part of the community. You're going to, oop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to, they need to come and participate as, as an individual in addition to being a, a, a member of the media. And I watch uh, KPIX, Entertainment, uh, what's it, KPIX was Evening Magazine, which was a local, they have different evening magazines in different parts of the country. Evening Magazine came and shot and did a program of, they did their 30-minute program for five nights. And we forced them to be with us, and they brought expensive cameras out, and we told them not to, and the cameras froze up. But the story that they told <laughs> was definitely better than it was. They originally were going to come out for a couple of days and shoot their story and then be done with it. But that's been the beginning of creating these relationships and really shoving our ethics down their throats so that 
Uh, they have letting letting them absorb that ethos exactly in a way giving them a sort of an apple in the mouth or a little bit of a sock and then they start chewing on it and swallowing it and then they start chewing on more on their own you know we we give them enough to start with we we don't let them sort of come breaking out of the the horse you know the stalls and and telling us what they're going to do they're that's what they used to do in 97 they'd line up and they tell us who they want to see and they they're always telling us what they wanted now we're telling what they get and then they need to map it out differently but at the end of, but at the end of the day aren't what all of these or basically what aren't all these organizations doing is creating an entertainment product which they're then selling and so I'm curious about how the whole role of decommodification comes into play when what you're what essentially we see a lot of these reporters doing is creating a commodity out of the event and then taking it and selling it to someone else well it, it depends I have seen films of our event that that uh, uh, I've seen coverage of our, of our event that I thought was actually pretty soulfully communicated what we are. Now you can call that a product. Well, you can call us a product. We we sure. actually charge to come to the event. Uh, it's I'm, a ticket. Yeah, we're not anti-commerce. Right. We've never been anti-commerce. We just said that people ought to have the opportunity to associate with one another without commerce intruding between them and other people or between them and their own inner resources or between them and the greater world around them. And and that that is an innately spiritual thing. We've said that for the same reason that that, that, that would be bad, it would be really bad form to, 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, it's, 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 any, any place or anything that people feel is, is sacred is said to have an unconditional value. Unconditional. That is, you can't buy and sell it. It's right. unconditional. And, and people used to do that kind of thing. It was interthreaded in their lives, you know, through ritual calendars in which people congregated. The, the, the motive wasn't economic. Uh, and, 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 and it created a deeply communal feeling. They mm-hmm. can, people's hearts commune with one another. And, and and add that to the fact that you have to struggle to survive out there, then you're, it's beyond words, it's actions. Right. And, and so that's why we kept commerce out, not because we, we had this Luddite hostility toward commerce. If you don't have commerce, well, hunters, gatherers, they, 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 they traded with other hunter gatherers. Right. You, you not only have no civilization, you wouldn't have a human race. Okay. You wouldn't have a human race without commerce. Well, that, that brings me to my second my second question, which is uh, Burning Man. Is it a sacred ritual, or is it just a fucking camping trip in the desert? Well, that's up to you to figure out. You uh-huh. know, uh, <laughs> uh, it, for some, it's. I'll tell you this: for those who it's just a, 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 a what's the word they use? Debauchery. It's all about the debauchery. Uh, they tend to come for two, three years, and then they've been there. They've seen that. They're bored, and they leave. Uh, Mark, Mark Pesci wrote that thing a couple of years ago, and I think he kind of bought McBurn. The, 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 well, the, the, the wacky the botch was over yeah. for him. Yeah. I, she mentions the name of the article that he wrote. Yeah. It was a long piece. And, and, I, and, was, and, and you corresponded with him. No, I wrote a reply to it. I, 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 never, I never got the opportunity to talk to him. But uh, uh, so if, if that's what you bring to it, that's what you get. Uh, but. People have been returning. We, we, we are so-called underground counterculture event that's been alive for 20 years. I, I don't know who matches that. The Grateful Dead, I guess, in some sense. But, I mean, and that's growing. And, and 
and and so apparently enough people are not just regarding it as a diversion and a debauch because well, you want to debauch yourself, why go to the desert? Why well, keep going to that? Well, Do you agree it's a it's a countercultural event? No, I no, I never did. I always from the beginning. Uh, this is something that that I thought from the beginning. I, I thought it was a cultural event. I looked around me in mid-1980s and it looked at me like culture itself was under assault, that it was dying out, that it, it only, it, 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 that it was something that had to be generated in, 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 in communal, and that's not the word, that, uh, communal contexts uh, uh, in which people were, 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 you know, experiencing profound things together. Uh, and and uh, uh, I, I, counterculture started about in the 19, uh, avant-garde ended around, oh, in the four, late 40s, 50s, they got chewed up in New York, they were replaced by countercultures. The, the big difference between avant-garde and countercultures is that avant-garde aspired, they, they, were, they were a critique of society, but they, 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 they aspired to change society. And, and, and they produced literature and painting and sculpture and all this art. You follow the, the trajectory of counterculture since that time, and there's less and less, unless you want to count female jewelry and, and, and cat's eyes and, and Richard Brodigan for the hippies, or, or, and I say that being of that generation, there's it, it, it less and less culture that, 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 that comes out of them, and that's because they're counter. They, they, they want to form little subset refuges from the world. I hear people say default world. Well, who set, the, who, who set it on default? How did the machine get programmed in it, or are you the emitter of the future? Are you the person who, with others, can change that world? It's, it's like a de facto admission of defeat. It, it, I, I don't like that phrase, and I don't like counterculture, because our, our identity isn't based on simply rejecting mass society. I, I, that's why counterculture is formed, because mass society took over, and there wasn't even any latitude to create culture after a while. People couldn't figure out how to do it, but we're trying to figure out how to do it, and, and, and we're bringing back culture to the greater world, mm -hmm. real culture to the right. greater world. And so I, I don't think that, that, that I, I won't cede the word culture in the mainstream. Uh, the, the, the consumers have about as much you know, in, a, in, in consumer land, people have very little latitude to create anything that you would be pleased to call culture. So, no, I don't, I don't accept that. And, and we're not behaving like a counterculture. Countercultures classically have to do with, well, related to battles I fought with the people who, who early on, you know, in our movement and our experience out there, they wanted to exclude the uncool people, mm -hmm. the non-hip. Right. And I kept saying, "Who are they?" I asked people. Finally, I asked people, name, name, "Give me all the, the name. Give me list all the groups that aren't cool." And I, I and I looked, at, and, and they canceled each other out. I mean, there was nobody, you know, one guy's friend who he thought was cool. Somebody else thought was uncool. Right. In fact, if you looked at it a little closer, half the people thought the other half of the people who were there then were not really quite up to cool. And and so we said. We, we said something that countercultures don't usually do. You know, uh, we won't prejudge you. We'll judge you by your actions. Radical Come, inclusivity. Be with us. Be with us. Yeah. And, and so that's led to this incredibly heterogeneous population. Instead of some narrow little age group, where the blind lead the blind, or some narrow economic group where everybody, you know, it, it, it props up everybody else's hypocrisy. And, 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 uh, and the result is, 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 is uh, an enormously enriched experience that you can't find anywhere else. 
uh, I, I have enough hope to think that there's a day coming soon when you will be able to find it in a greater world because enough people will pass through Burning Man and gone back to that world. It's not that we're afraid of the media co-opting us. It's our goal to co-opt the media. Mm-hmm. And the media covers, you know, they're funny. You say, they, no, they're owned by Murdoch, and they'll just take that slant. And there's, a, there's that that goes on. Watch Fox News, you know, they're contemptible. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, the, 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 when times change, the media go where the story is. They just go where the story is. And there isn't any, there isn't any uh, uh, evil Karl Rove with the, the controlling the media that, 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 that can stop that impulse to cover a story. And, and, and then it's up to you to tell your story to them and tell, the, tell it in such a compelling way and involve them in, in such an inclusive way that, 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 that the truth gets out. Uh, we'd like to. We asked Andy. We'd like to ask you. Uh, do you think that there's some religious subtext to the ten principles? Because we, I, I just asked you about the about the religious implications of the event. You said it was up to me. But when I when I read those ten principles, it seems like there's there's definitely a religious subtext there. Well, I mean, it is a modest effort to resi- revive transcendence. Uh-huh. You know, we've gone through it terrible time in the last few years. You know, the reason that that you know that the evangelical Christians, you know. And it, 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 it combined with plutocrats running our country, it has to do with that the rest of the people forgot how to create transcendence. In fact, I, I look at the, the people who go to churches, and I, I don't have any hatred of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think they go there because they want they want an experience. They don't care about dogma. Most of them, you know, they're not debating the tripartite nature of God mm-hmm. or any of that. They go there because they want something that they can all look up to and that feels transcendent, lifts them up, uh, something at the center that they can merge with that's more powerful than them, that, that connects to their most intimate self and, and, and thereby connects them with everyone else gathered around that transcendent thing together. And you want a concise definition of the burn, formally, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You want a concise definition of all these epiphanies that people experience. It usually involves all three of those factors. Now, and, and, and it results in what you could, if you're just looking at the behavior and forgetting belief, put it aside. You're looking at what, what, what are classic conversion experiences. That is, they're having spiritual experience. Religion never had a monopoly on that. We all have spiritual experience. You know, uh, you can't live with, with you, 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 unless you want to forego forming any ideals, loving, unless you're prepared to not love anything ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 we all, we, we, we live spiritual lives, whether we recognize it or not. We've just been told that, that, that somebody's got, has branded spirituality and, 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 and they've got the copyright on it, on, 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 on that. It, 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 it isn't true. We're not a religion in the sense that, that uh, there isn't any uh, dogma mm-hmm. and there isn't any... Uh, 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 we're, not claiming that, that we're not claiming that we control access to revelation. Right. It, it, you know, and how could we? We're so upfront about it that that statue it, it wasn't miracled up. We'd use a crane. <laughs> we were always very straight. In the old days, the people who were there, right, yeah, lifted it with a rope. Up. Well, where was energy coming? It was coming from us. It wasn't coming from a, a, a supernatural world. Right. I mean, 
and if, if if I'm sure there may be some people out there that attribute supernatural elements to it, you know, but I, I don't think it's any very significant part of the population. But people are waking up to the fact that this is a spiritual, uh, this is a ritual. Obviously, it's a ritual, and and that it has spiritual meaning. I think that's abundantly obvious too. Well, do you see like the regionals and the and the film festivals as kind of being uh, a revivalist type of experience, or do you, when you go out and tour the country, do you feel like you're being you're bringing people to this experience through a form of evangelicalism? I feel that they are. I mean, they go home. You know what people do? They go home and they say, hey, "This is great. You got it." And and no one seems to comprehend them, and they, they they get frustrated. But but now that now that communities are forming, they have someone they can share that with. Drink. <laughs> they have someone they can share that with. And, and, and what is happening now is there's a whole penumbra of people who you'd have to call burners in the sense that they're, com that they're communicants in a culture right. that have never been to the event. They, but they just witnessed its manifestation. They, 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 they've encountered the ethos that, mm -hmm. that, 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 that all of this immediate, direct, individual experience shared with others has generated. They've encountered that firsthand, but not, not, not at Burning Man. When, when uh, Harley, who is one of the directors, she, years ago she went to Austin and, and, she, and she came back to a board meeting and she said, uh, uh, I met this woman and she said, I, I just love Burning Man. I, I've been here, I, I've been to Burning three times and it just changed my life and it's just wonderful. Right. And, and Harley said, well, so uh, it, uh, what's, what's it like traveling so far, you know, to, the, you know, to Nevada and just Nevada? Oh, not that one, this one. <laughs> now, in any other normal context, ever, we would have called our lawyers immediately. Right. And, 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 and uh, everybody whooped. Everyone said, oh, great. Well, you also, you asked a question about the film festival as evangelical. Mm -hmm. the, the regional outreach takes a couple different forms. One would be that there's a, re there's a film festival in a box. The film festival is an opportunity because visuals are so you know, accessible and people want the visuals and they make the visuals. So we might as well create, allow them, and it came out of Santa Cruz. They created their own film festival. And then we said, okay, and he created it and documented it so we could share it with others. Everybody wants to show videos. It's like when we first had regionals, they were showing photographs and slides in each other's homes. And we had um, a video from 1994 that Chuck Serino had done. This was in 97, post-97, when we were in debt. 97, videos came out of 97, but before that, there was the one video from Chuck Serino. So we would, we would send it to them so they could share the imagery and get each other excited about it. Regionals were driven by the people themselves. We didn't start a regionals process. It was organic out of being in debt in 1997, and George Papp out of Austin, Texas, and at about the same time out of Canada and then also out of the North Bay, all within about two or three weeks of each other in November of 97, offered to do something to bring burners together in their neighborhood and hopefully fundraise. And in none of the cases did we get more than $500 from the group, but what we saw was something amazing. In Austin, they had people that drove from Houston and Dallas in an ice storm. And get, they saw 25 people saw each other for the first time and said, hi, I'm from Burning Man. And in New York, they met a couple of months later with a black book on a table with the Burning Man symbol on it and a glow stick. They'd never seen each other's faces before. And they walked into the bar and they said, hi, I guess you might, are you the Burning Man people? That all happened like that. What we did is we gave it some structure. We put, let them put their, their email lists on our servers. We gave them an opportunity to find each other. 
he goes to visit. The other thing we do is he goes to visit people. It's usually by invitation. They say, you know, we want to have you come at the local college. We want to have you come uh, to the local museum. Just recently, when we've had more time and bandwidth, we've said, oh, we haven't visited Boston. They're really active. We haven't. There's a new regional in New Hampshire and Vermont. Let's go there. So we let them know that we might be there. And they run around and they create something. And they meet each other sometimes where they haven't met each other before. We're actually just, it's the crucible, the same way we do it in the desert. We're helping the regionals start spinning the plates to find each other and get involved. So my, my next question would be, is that if for some reason the Burning Man, as it exists on the playa that, for that one week out of the year, if for some reason that was in, in, unable to happen this year for whatever reason, does this is it, does the movement have enough momentum to continue going, do you think? And, and do you ever foresee a time when, when there won't be a, a, a Burning Man on the playa or, or anywhere else for that one week a year? We've talked about that uh, uh, recently. It's yesterday, as a matter of fact. And we, we had a little summit meeting, and and, um, and and we asked ourselves, how long do we think the center... The center has certain functions. It, it, it's First of all, it shows, it inspires people. When they see that, that 500 people got together to make this incredible thing, it, it, it gives them the faith to think that they could go home and do it. I mean, it's enormously motivating. And it's good for that. Uh, it's also good because it... it, it uh, uh, it builds social networks. That is, they, they, they go to the big event and they meet people from every state in the union. Uh, there is this thing called the Internet. They form relationships, and, and pretty soon they start visiting each other's events. Uh, the, 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 the center is important. We asked ourselves, how, how long, anymore we see the center as a kind of heart that, that, that just pumps blood out into this much larger body. And it's an initiation, if you will, that, that, that can be enormously persuasive to people. And and uh, 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 and uh, we came to the conclusion that, and I'm no futurist, and it's you're a fool if you think you know it's going to happen beyond ten years. But but the proposition that the heart ought to beat for another ten years, because these communities are. Ah. It's, our, it's been our principle to, to, to help them in various ways, but to let them learn from their own immediate experience. That's the way, you know, the brain can, your mind can learn lessons really fast. It takes your heart a long time to learn, but the best and most fundamental lessons are learned by your heart. That means experience, and that means a, a, a slower progress through time. And, and, you know, the heart's like a mole and it burrows underground, but once it tastes of the root of of, 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 of of, of, of truth, it never forgets. Whereas your mind can con itself forever, right, right. and and uh, and and we, we so we concluded that that in our estimate at this time, at, at ten more years of of of, of 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 a center of that magnitude uh, uh, would, would 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 at least needed to to uh, propel the movement f forward. But we can imagine a, a state where it, it's, it, it has so permeated this country and other places that, that it really does function as a, a culture. That is, it's fundamentally regulated by values that people have, have introjected 
and and it's not just that they value this thing; they are this thing. Yeah. At, at that po- at that point, it has the self-regulating quality that culture has, or that any organism has, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, in theory, it wouldn't necessarily need the center. If you took the event away today, uh, not, not enough. The, the body hasn't. There wouldn't be enough oxygen for the cells. Mm. Uh, it, it, it would it would it would drift. This is my personal opinion. Sure. It would it would drift and get gobbled up piecemeal by a commodified society, and 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 uh, uh, it, it still needs that 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 central transcendent thing. But but eventually, uh, I don't think it it, it, it need have that. No, uh, we founded a nonprofit to to help extend that life beyond the event, exclusively beyond mm-hmm. the event. And when we look at our future, a, a great part of that has to do with nonprofit, and 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 progressively less has to do with with the event. We've learned to do the event. We still learn how to do it better, and we listen, you know, and observe what works and doesn't every year. We go through an enormous evaluation process every year, and and uh, and we can still improve it. But uh, but really, we're sort of drifting over towards this other realm, uh, and and a new role uh, in the greater scheme of things. So um, we're here, we're actually here talking in the Burning Man office, and aside, I mean, there's pictures of some naked people on the walls, and there's great art in the lobby, but it's still a real office. I mean, there's still people doing real work here, and and I think that might kind of astonish some people who go to the event, and how important is it for you, for for the people who go to the event to realize all of the work that goes into it, or is it, or is because a lot of people have told me they've made the comment to me, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain in reference to the organization and the LLC and all the things that happen here. In other words, don't concern yourself with how just go and enjoy the event for what it is and participate. And I'm just wondering where you kind of come down on that, Danger Ranger. Well, we actually the the first office was uh, me and Larry sitting in his kitchen uh, <laughs> stuffing envelopes. And we've grown largely out of necessity. We've grown because we've had to uh, live and exist in this world and deal with the issues that this world puts in front of us. So, yes, we have an office now, and this is what it takes to to do the event. Well, if you held the event and, and, and we just decamped and there was no planning, what do you think, what do you think would, what would ensue? Well, oh, I, I mean, oh, a spontaneous essence <laughs> of God would provide. And, <laughs> not at all, not at and, all, no. Uh, it would just be groovy. <laughs> everyone would get along, of course. And no, I guess I guess my the question though is 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 how important is it for you as as the person at the helm of this organization that people realize all of the work that goes behind it, or are you content we with can. people just coming? We, we we do an afterburn report. Uh-huh. Right? It's just exhaustive. It, people say, "God, do we have to do it?" You know, it's. I mean, in addition to all the planning, we spend all this time explaining, telling everybody everything we can about what we did, what happened, what, what, what worked, what didn't work. You'd be a, a certain number of people read that. Most people just go to the financial section. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, because there's a tendency in human nature. Everybody knows, well, you know you work. You work hard. But you have this suspicion that everybody else is, you know, (laughs) feather bedding. You know, it's not hard for them. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you only know you work hard because you have to be, you know, reside in your body and perforce, you know, observe all the work you do. Work is boring to watch. So you're not aware of anybody else's work. You don't even care about their work. And and, We didn't start doing the afterburn because we wanted to communicate what was going on behind the curtain 
we responded to a request from the community. Oh! Hey! Oh. Oh. Oh, I'll do it. I'm behind one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between tequila and, and Jack Daniels, you realize. They wanted, people wanted I love this game! <laughs> <laughs> It's like a yeah. It's like your good DPW drinking game. The, the afterburn report came about because we um, once upon a time, when you go back to when I was first around in the internet, which has changed the way that we communicate with participants. Um, once we did the Jackrabbit and we had a website, people wanted uh, they wanted to communicate. They wanted a dialogue. It's normal. It's like you know, it's a natural progression from being out there and communicating and connecting. And then we had town meetings, and the town meetings really didn't get out far enough, so we decided, well, we'll just start keep telling the story. And the big question we always had was, how, where's the money spent? But along with where the money's spent, you can just say where the money's spent, but if you don't tell the story about the areas in which the money is spent and how it fits in the bigger picture, people start micromanaging it. That's one of the most frequently visited pages on our website is the financials for the, on the Afterburn Report. And they, some people look at the other departments. They, yeah, they want, want to know. We're getting rich, and yeah, no, mm-hmm. of course they want to know. They want to know. Are you guys getting rich? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not getting rich. And even if we wanted to sell out, how could you sell this enterprise? Yeah. How could you sell it? Mm-hmm. The, as soon as you sell, as soon as you sold it, you lose the supposed consumers. Right. It's not sellable. It's just. I mean, I suppose we could. We've been approached by liquor companies, thinking you know they think that we're their demographic or something, mm-hmm. and it's easy to say no for that. It, it, but, but Satan, in his grandeur, has never taken <laughs> me or anybody up to a tower and said, "I offer you the world," because they can't. Right. They, it can't be bought, even if we wanted to sell it. Right. It, 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 it's, it's, I, I'll tell you, people wonder, well, it's so bureaucratic and all these rules and it's organized and all these offices and these titles and they run around. And, Tutus, <laughs> and 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 uh, uh, I remember when we started from the first committee, and the, uh, this is the interior perspective. Right. Before the first committee, because it was getting to be so complex a job to to organize it sufficiently that that, that people could have an experience, and and and. And that that was worthwhile, and 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 and, and not and not be killed or, or hurt, and and uh, and but we weren't very organized. And what was happening is the people who were giving their all to organize it, the managers, the, the few there were then, were, were were ending up completely isolated, and they were being crushed by a chaotic situations that they couldn't control, and they were burning out right and left. And, and, and when you talk to the groups who started oh, alternative, you know, Burning Man events it, 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 on the principle that you don't need all that organization, it, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a sorry trail. They, they, they fall by the wayside. And, and uh, we did it. We organized so that we could all communicate with one another and avoid being so traumatized that, 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 it, that it couldn't go on. And it, it, we did not create an organization so we could feel powerful. Right. It, 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 but people assume that because it's a natural tendency for people to, to, to see, you know, someone, you know, on high and think that they're glorying in their exercise of power. And some, some people do that. Some big shots do that. But they're, but, but they're a lot, there are a whole lot more people in positions of power that don't do that. Well, my, my brother has been to the event several times. And when I first showed him the shirt which says uh, what would larry do by buster friendly from gigsville 
he he had no idea who Larry was, and he yeah. said, "Larry who?" And I said, well, "Larry Harvey." And he goes, "Well, who's that?" And I go, "That's the guy who you know runs Burning Man." And he still had no idea who I was talking about. So, how do you feel about being at kind of the the at least the figurehead anyway of of this organization, well, well, but without I'm less than a figurehead? But I'm less than 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 than, than, than a potentate. I'm not uh-huh. a potentate. I right. mean, there's there's I don't know. Most of what goes on, I mean, by the time it reaches me, it's just at a certain level of decision making. Uh-huh. By the time it reaches this board, right. or Michael or Marion, it's at a certain level of decision making. What we've learned to do is 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 make sure that information flows up from 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 the ranks, and and that what we and the policies communicated down, you know, in, in a constant convection current. Otherwise, when when you're up high. You can see the future. That is, you can better when you're high. You you can see the horizon beyond the horizon, and you can see the big picture down below you and the patterns that form that people can't see if they're on the ground. Mm -hmm. But what you can't see is any of the detail on the ground. You know, you're vastly ignorant of a lot of things. You're, you're you're not omnipotently controlling anything at that point. Then it's a disadvantage. So then you have to work as hard. To 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 gain information, and then put people in charge at different levels who you can trust, who don't have a lot of ego and won't hoard information, because that that's the, the typical mistake. You hoard information to make your position secure, and and you know, or 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 to bow your enemy for power, and and then things don't work. After tw- after twenty years of doing this, we have we have a. St- Everybody in this office is a person of high moral character, and and all of them by nature are caretakers, and they're remarkable as a group of people. They're remarkable for their assurance in being using power for a purpose, but but with a lack of ego, a lack of ego attaching to that. And it's taken it takes it's taken twenty years to find those people. That mostly they've come to us. Now we, we go out and solicit them because the culture does such a good job of uh, educating people. And, and, and so we get people who are ready to take half the pay they get someplace else because they're so expert at what they do. But it's worth it to them. It, you you uh, mentioned of, of, of the population being educated, and this is a quote from you. I think this is from 97. You said, ever since I moved to the play, I've been hearing about critical mass. Some say it's 1,000 people and some say it's 40. The critical calculation is not the numbers. It's the quantitative it's the qualitatives. Uh, our task is this year is to knit people into a group in which the overwhelming majority feel they're related to the others and still have part of the individual invested in the group. So if that was kind of the challenge with 10,000 people, how does that challenge? Is it still the same with 35,000? Is there, is there a critical mass? Is there a number at which, in which a, a cap in which you, the population will not, will not hold any more people? We haven't found yet. I'll, I'll give you an example of why only we're approaching it. I, I went to the critical tits after party this year. Okay. And that grow grew from a very small thing to, well, they, they had 500 volunteers this year. They, they, it, it, it was incredibly organized. I mean, it's a culture in itself. Uh-huh. And, 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 and what we see is in the city itself, there are more and more groups who've addressed larger and larger goals that require more and more help, that put people in more and more necessary and passionate relationships to one another and 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 far from becoming homogenized or massified it, it, it what's happened is that that it's nucleated into uh, all these cultural cells that very easily glide into one another that aren't necessarily exclusive at all you know yeah i go to otter camp but you know i'm in critical tits and i'm 
and 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 because th 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 that's just uh, one of the basic values of of of, of, of our culture. So I, I don't, I I really don't see that happening because it's not. People are part of a mass when, 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 when you know there aren't any relationships to bind them to one another. Those relationships, meaningful relationships, are uh, are actually growing at, at a faster rate than 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 the the population. Uh, I mean, I can point to group after group after group. Well, and also look at the cultural you know, fundamentals that we're working with here, if we didn't have logistical limitations to the site, the cultural fundamentals indicate that it's an unlimited number, if, if the fundamentals are working, if the way that we're creating connectivity and forcing people to connect with each other by, you know, creating rules and living conditions that mandate that your survival is based on your connection with other people, then there isn't really a critical mass. It's actually more a logistical problem than it is. Is there a logistical cap? We logistical haven't found it yet, but yeah. there certainly would be. I mean, you can't imagine 150,000 people driving down a two-lane road that's 70, you know, two miles long. Right. And, you know, that, 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 can you imagine toilets for twice as many people there? You know, it's a logistical thing at that point, but that's why the regionals are so exciting. We can have 250,000 people affected by the Burning Man culture. Mm -hmm. They just won't all be on the surface of desert. You have millions of people yeah. affected by the burning man culture. No, we've, the, the state is the Nevada's done studies on, of the road, and we're not we near overusing it. And 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 uh, the porter toilets. The, 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 our vendor, we've made him rich. He's willing to make more. And 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 uh, the other thing that we do control, that we do care about, which is a part of the answer, is that. The growth, the percentage of growth is important. If anybody, if you know people have been in 98 and 99, they'll tell you that in 98 there were 15,000 people there. In 99 there was 24,000 people there. That was the biggest percentage of growth that we ever saw, and we, it was painful. And there was a difference in the way people were treating the art and treating each other, and the enculturation of each other was overwhelming for people. So that's why we, the survival guide and why you see the things on the jackrabbit and on the website that seem like we're repeating things over and over again, but we have to repeat them over. We don't know what the percentage growth will be each year. We have to treat everything as if it's a brand new year. Any city that grows at, at, at really fast, you know, well, you've seen them, Houston, Atlanta, they're a mess. And, 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 uh, but our growth rate, interestingly enough, over the last five years has averaged about 7%. That's a that's Except that's for that one year, which was way yeah, more than that. Yeah, that, that's, that's readily absorbable, and people just learn from example. They probably come because they're surrounded by burners in the first place, so that they're, they're, they're three quarters initiated before they even get there. So it's this greater penumbra of culture that actually has made it more and more viable to to you know to do things at a larger scale.